Leonard Fournette is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. What does that mean for all the surrounding players? What does that mean for Leonard Fournette? Is this great? Is this okay? Is this confusing? What does this do for Tom Brady, Evans, Godwin, Gronk? Should you believe in Leonard Fournette? And more importantly, and most importantly, where do you draft him if you've got an upcoming draft, a last-minute draft as we head into single digits, walking toward week one of fantasy football, baby? So I think this will trigger a lot of, of early, too early, in my opinion, way too early Leonard Fournette drafting because people are going to be amped about him finding a home. They're going to look at Tampa Bay and say, look at this offense. It's potent. It's Arians. He throws a lot. Leonard Fournette did really good in the PPR game last year. But there still remain all of the red flags and concerns for Leonard Fournette. All the things that worried me and made him a top 10 bold prediction. The only bust player I put on my bold predictions for 2020. All of the things that made him that bust prediction, except for one, remain. The only one that doesn't remain is Jacksonville wanted to get rid of him. They've been trying to get rid of him. They've been contemplating cutting him. For two years now, and every offseason they give him a talk, and apparently he didn't listen. He never did. Now, part of that is still a remaining red flag because his decision-making and his inability to get along with uh, the front office and, you know, apparently the locker room, uh, that probably still is a risk or a red flag no matter where he goes if he can't, you know, learn to get along or learn to accept authority learn to make good decisions off the field and on the field. So I wouldn't say he's out of the woods or we've eliminated one of the red flags that concerned me, but the injury risk, uh, you know, bad decision-making, you know, surrounding his new situation. I still feel like he's totally a risk for disappointing you in more than one way that you got to worry about on and off the field. You know, there's, there's just a lot to think about with Leonard Fournette. A lot, a lot of reason to be concerned that not one team was interested in taking on his contract because he was such an important addition for them. They could guarantee that they wanted to get him. He passes waivers, and, and yes, he signs and finds a home quickly, but he signs a one-year deal for $2 million, and that means that the Bucks, you know, they want him, but they don't want to invest. Uh, and so, you know, here we are. Now we're looking at Leonard Fournette. Some people saying staying clear away from this guy still. Some people saying top five to 10 running back. Many others, probably the majority, leaning in the 12 to 15, 12 to 18 overall ranking for running backs. Not overall, for, for running backs. And that's going to put him around the Melvin Gordons. It's going to put him around the Kareem Hunts. It's going to put him around those players. If I had to guess, we don't know. We're all speculating here. We don't know where his ADP is truly going to fall. And we probably will never truly know because with nine days left before fantasy football in the NFL, which is amazing to say, we're in single-digit territory, people. Um, we're never going to see an ADP like get updated and and show the true letter for net change post-trade or post-signing, post-release and signing. We won't see the, the ADP's update because we're going to be in the middle of football week one by the time that potentially would come around. No one's going to be looking at ADP. 
And I don't even know, we might be able, with some sources, we might be able to isolate the time frame and see where he's going. But with only nine days of drafting, your data is going to be jacked up and skewed anyways. So we really won't know officially what is ADP's looking like post-Tampa Bay Buccaneer signing. So just know that. We kind of got to guess. We kind of got to speculate. We kind of got to do some mock drafts. We kind of got to do some guesswork and, and some educated speculation. But my educated guess is based on what I'm hearing already is you're going to be contemplating uh, if you're going to draft him, you're going to be contemplating him around the fourth round, maybe fifth round. Some knee-jerk reacting people might take him in the third. So it's third through fifth is what my guess is going to be. And it's going to be a wide range all of the remaining nine days. My question to you, and you can comment on any of my Leonard Fournette YouTube videos that are up on smitty1.com. You can comment on my uh uh, Instagram posts about Leonard Fournette in this situation. Um, what do you think? Where are you ranking Leonard Fournette? Is Leonard Fournette a top five to 10 running back to you? Is he outside your top 15 running backs? Do you have him uh, in a place like I do where you're like, okay, look, I may draft him in one league. I may draft him really late, but if forced to take him over, a Melvin Gordon, an Ingram, a Kareem Hunt, a Mostert, even maybe a Levy on Bell. No, I guess I'm not owning Leonard Fournette in 2020. You're like that. You're like me. But I am curious to know where you guys rank this guy. I'm curious to know if you think he's got a lot of potential. And let's talk about what's his role heading into week one, if we had to guess, because we are only able to guess. We don't know. But is he potentially going to get half the workload in week one? I think I think right now it's pretty much presumed that Ronald Jones will start. You know, Fournette wasn't done any favors, and then he was, you could argue, uh, to be cut so close to the start of the season. You know, finding a home, learning an offense in time, uh, he definitely was done, as everyone keeps saying, dirty. He was done dirty by the Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, by the Jaguars. But, you know, he found the right home, I think, that, that gives him a shot. And I'm not so uh, stubborn uh, because I predicted such, you know, bold in a bad way things for Leonard Fournette that I can't recognize change and adapt. And that's fancy football. Adapt and adjust. Adapt and adjust. If you can't do that, even with your own bold predictions, you, you're gonna you're gonna fall behind in fantasy football. Like I nailed this this prediction. It was in my top ten. I only chose I only choose ten to twelve predictions to put on my bold predictions. I don't choose a hundred, hundred and fifty swings and then claim I got this right and that right because I did hundred and fifty bold predictions. I choose ten to twelve, and I only picked one bus prediction in the top 10, one, one. And it was Leonard Fournette with bust. And I nailed that son of a B because he got, he got cut from his team and looking like the biggest bust in fantasy football. And I, I nailed that shit. I nailed that shit. And within one day, this thing could get flipped upside down. And I'm, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that this went from a total home run bold prediction landing to potentially uh, him reviving into a top, you know, he could, 
revive into a top 10, top 12 running back. Could. I think it's still a long shot, but he could. And, I, and I'm man enough to admit that. I, I can admit when I get something wrong. I wouldn't say I got this wrong. I'd say I, I freaking nailed it. It's just so weird. Fantasy football is so volatile. It's so crazy how you can go from nailing something like that to then all of a sudden it getting flipped upside down. Um, I think that if we go back to what I was saying about who, who's starting, Leonard Fournette is definitely going to be a a uh, touchdown threat in the beginning, even if he doesn't get a whole bunch of run between the 20s um, and it's all Rojo who knows this offense. Leonard Fournette couldn't possibly have had enough time um, to adapt and you know know all the plays, know the playbook, especially from what we hear about Leonard Fournette and how he absorbs things uh, and listens. It's going to be tough for him to to get a ton of work between the tackles and get a ton of work between the twenties. He's going to get some goal line run potentially, but Rojo, it's Rojo's job to lose. At least the big chunk of the job is his to lose. Um, I think uh, he's not a guy I rely on. I think Rojo's probably more apt to disappoint than even Fournette in some respects. I think them sharing carries together could keep them both healthy, could keep them both maybe in the mix, and they could both destroy each other's value. Uh, Rojo had a a lot of value heading into this uh, signing, and it's kind of a shame for anybody that was crafty and got Rojo late, um, and they're filling a flex spot with Rojo and Vaughn together. It was a crafty move, but it got smashed. It got Gronk smashed by this signing. And I knew that this signing would ruin somebody's fantasy value. I guess we should be thankful that it isn't a bigger name player. Like, let's say he landed in Chicago, and now you got David Montgomery, um, who already is uh, somebody to worry about. But at least it just took out Rojo. I think, we, I think Rojo would have taken himself out of the equation eventually. So this this right here is cloudy. This is a situation I kind of just avoid in general. I don't think I'm willing to take Leonard Fournette at the cost of what you're going to have to pay in order to make him, you know, your high end flex uh, or very low end running back too. I'm not paying that. As I said at the top of this podcast, I'm going Mostert ten times out of ten over Fournette. I'm going Hunt. I'm going Gordon. I'm going Ingram over. Leonard Fournette and that could backfire on me as I mentioned I'm I can admit that there's upside for him to completely over deliver but I think everyone needs to be reminded that all the red flags still remain in a lot of ways he's still an injury prone guy he's still an aggressive runner he's still a bad decision maker he's still a guy I think pedestrian yards for carry his whole career uh, sub 4.0 yards per carry. That's awful, people. That's awful. This guy is a 3.9, you know, 3.8, 3. whatever yards per carry running back that needs a tremendous amount of volume to get the yardage and totals at the end of the game. He did well in the PPR game last year when he was force-fed receptions, but he wasn't a PPR game guy, uh, PPR guy before last season. So we don't really know what we're dealing with. We have no consistency to call him a PPR running back. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to run away from this situation and go with a safer option. Like, let me give you an example too, that, that is cross position. If I'm in the fourth round and I'm looking at Fournette 
and all those running backs I mentioned are gone, or maybe you don't like Mostert or Hunt or whatever. We don't have to like the same players, but you don't like the running backs available and Fournette's the only one. Why do you have to go Fournette? I know you might be needing a running back, let's say, but I'd rather have A.J. Brown 1,000% more than I want Leonard Fournette. I'd rather have D.K. Metcalf so much more than I would want Leonard Fournette. I'd rather have D.J. Chark way more than Leonard Fournette, a lot more. These guys, I would I would 100% every single time, 100 times out of 100, 1,000 times out of 1,000, I'm taking one of those guys before I'm taking Leonard Fournette. So I think that if you were smart with your fourth, third, and fifth round draft selections, you don't have to go near this situation. And if you're wrong, you're still getting an ultra productive player that could be a top five to 12 player at their position with all the guys I just named. And if you miss, quote unquote, miss on this, and Leonard Fournette is the man, who cares? You're not going to be out anything. You're not going to have landed that. You avoided a potential risk that had a lot of reasons to avoid it, the situation, but you're going to have a different player that's going to do well, a different player that had less risk. Even if that player didn't work out, you made the right decision going A.J. Brown over Leonard Fournette versus just saying, oh, I got to take a stab at Leonard Fournette now. He's back potentially to being this. Well, who cares about potential? The guy's got a lot of potential to go two different directions on you. So be careful where you draft him in 2020.